you are listening to the Grace of Bel Air Sermon Podcast. Grace exists to help people discover a life of purpose in Jesus Christ through discipleship and serving one another. For additional information, you can visit us online at www.graceofbelair.com. And now, we invite you to enjoy this week's sermon. wonderful day to be in God's house. The weather is trending in the right direction. Can someone say amen? Last Sunday caught us, and Saturday rather, caught us by surprise, but we're here today, and we're going to turn to God's Word, Romans chapter 8, and we're going to conclude this part of Romans chapter 8. This, This is a great, magnificent celebration that Paul He writes about about God's eternal commitment to his people. If God be for us, would you say this with me? If God be for us, if God be for us, because of Christ's victory on the cross, nothing can separate us from his love and his security. We are more than conquerors. Praise God. Paul wrote, Paul wrote, and, and he, he sums up chapter 5, 6, 7, and 8 in these nine verses. It's as though he's an attorney. He's an attorney, and he's making his closing arguments, and because he was an attorney. And boy, could he make a closing argument. And he listed all the things. He called them these things. He said, if in light of all these things, he asks the questions, if God can, is for us, who can be against us? And why he wrote was to inspire confidence in the church at Rome. They didn't have the scripture at that time. They had an experience with Jesus. They had testimonies and they had teaching, but they didn't have the scripture at that time. And he wanted to write down once and for all, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, this faith that was delivered once and for all, for all the ages included in this book right here called the Living Word of God for them and for you and for me and future generations that would stand for eternity. He wanted to put down the details and wrap this argument up. And that's indeed what he did. He wanted to inspire confidence in God's provision for us that when the enemy comes against us like a flood that there is no more condemnation because Jesus paid it all can you say praise God Jesus paid it all if you're online today would you put in the comments Jesus paid it all so and this is how it works this is two Saturday nights ago last night my wife and I had uh, went, went home, and it had been, it'd been, a, it'd been a week, and we were just settling in. It was about 8.30, and how many know, you know, it, it was just marvelous. We were sitting down, and I was just so looking forward to being with her, and I got this frantic call about um, an out-of-state insurance issue. You see, my wife and I have had 
um, a property for plus our own home for I don't know all of our just about all of our married life we totaled it up it's about 90 years that we've been that we've been paying insurance premiums and never had a claim 90 years is that you think think yeah that I think it's pretty good so we got this call this frantic desperate call and and it it just it was mayhem all mayhem had broken loose we weren't there. I wasn't even involved. But within, within a half hour, the accusations started, started coming my way. And the, I mean, it just, I thought, what in the world is going on? And, and we couldn't do anything until Monday when we could call our insurance agent. And so uh, the accusations were several that um, I was at fault I wasn't even there. How in the world could I be at fault? I was at fault. And then I heard, I heard figures like $50,000 and this hanging over our head. Now, I know you all, this probably wouldn't bother you. You, you know what I'm saying? And, and finally, I'm getting the last call at 1030 at night and I said, look, don't call me anymore. We're covered with insurance. Hear me hear what I'm saying. That we can deal with this Monday, but I'm thinking we've got church tomorrow, we've got all this stuff going on, and then as the more I'm thinking of this, is what if it's true? What if it is fifty thousand? What if we're not covered? And you you know, have you ever been through some experience like that? So, what happened? Um, I knew we paid insurance, ninety years worth of insurance. But I, if you're like me, I pay the insurance premiums. You don't want to have a good insurance agent, good insurance company. We, they tell us what, what, the, what we're covered for. Oh, that's good. Someone falls on the sidewalk. Yeah, we, you know, yada, 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 yada. But I didn't know the details. And the accusations started coming. And all I could say, the more I found out, someone said, we've contacted an attorney. I said, oh, my Lord, my life is, you know what? I, my life started to feel like it was starting to uh, go up in smoke. And all I could say is, look, I, I just want to assure you we have insurance and we, we are good law-abiding citizens and whatever the law says, that's, that's what we're going to do. Don't, don't worry. Well, what I found out from my insurance agent and then the adjuster, they said this. I'll never forget these words. They said, they said we just want you to rest easy. You haven't done anything wrong and you're covered by insurance. It's not your fault. You're covered. I could put it in the hands of the insurance company and move forward. And how this applies to our walk in the Lord Jesus Christ, do you know that the enemy, Paul wrote this, that he said one of the chief things he uses against us is condemnation and accusation. Condemnation and accusations that can come come from the enemy they can come from they can come from people they can come from trials and tribulations and the amazing thing i found out in in when we have a, a situation uh, our mind because we're human if we can't figure it out guess who we want to blame we'll blame ourselves if we have to at least so we can make sense anyone know tracking with me right there if only we had done this if only we had done that when the enemy comes, when there's condemnation, 
Paul wrote these last nine verses. I want you to know, I want you to know, and he wants us to know what's in the details of the insurance policy. He said, if God be for us, who can be against us? And here's the details. And I, wanna, I just want to assure you today, you might not know the details, but you can always call on the name of Jesus. Can someone say amen? You can call on the name of Jesus, but I want to share these details with you today that we can have confidence from the Word of God and what Jesus Christ has done for us. These things, what shall we say to them? Verse 31, if God is for us, who is or who can be against us? Church, we need to thank God and praise God today for what has God has done for us in Jesus Christ. The last verse in Romans chapter 4 says this, says that because Jesus was delivered over, he gave his life for you and for me, and because he rose that we could be justified in God's sight. In other words, he paid it all, praise God. He paid it all the penalty of sin. And so Paul goes right into chapter 5 and he says, Now therefore there is no more condemnation to those who walk in Christ Jesus, who walk after the Spirit and not after the course of our old nature. Chapter 5, he said, he talked about this justification. Now we have, we have faith that gives us access to the Lord. And so I heard this morning talking about trust. God's word is written so we can have confidence and trust in the word of God. The enemy might come in like a flood. Someone might say that they've called an attorney. Someone might falsely accuse us. But what really stands is the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. Can someone say amen this morning? That's what counts, amen. Not what that one says and this one says and not even my own self because God's word says there are times when even our own heart will condemn us. But God is greater than our hearts, praise his name. And so Paul says, you have this faith, now you have access to faith and you come before the Lord. He said, you have received this abundance of grace, this grace in which you stand. And the Lord wants us to know, dear friends, that no matter where you are, what you go through, you stand in the abundance of grace that we cannot get away from. Praise his name, the grace of God. He said, because of the grace of God, we reign in this life. Because of God's grace and the free gift of the Lord, we even exult in our tribulations. He said, in other words, sin once reigned over us, but now grace exercises dominion. I just love that term. Exercises dominion, which leads to eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. Chapter 6 and 7, he wrote, we've been crucified with Christ. Paul would later write in Corinthians, it's no longer I that live, but Christ that lives in me. We walk in the power of his resurrection. We've been raised to walk in newness of life. We're no longer slaves to the power of sin in our lives. 
but His grace reigns. He's broken the cycle of sin. We have eternal life in Jesus Christ. Paul wrote in in chapter 7, we now belong to Christ Jesus so we can bear fruit for God. That's the product of our life, that we bear fruit for the Lord. I just want to share this with you because it's really important. Sometimes people will say, Jesus has forgiven my sins, past, present, and future. And how many know that's so? The provision for your forgiveness is there. But Paul gives the key. He wrote in Romans chapter 7, in so many words, he says, there's a battle for our souls and it's waged in our minds and in our flesh. That's the old nature that we have. Um, I have found in serving the Lord that, um, believe it or not, I still get tempted. Is anyone else here? Yes. Yeah. Still get tempted. Even the Apostle Paul said, the things that I don't want to do, I do do. In other words, how how many know that we all, you all and I, we all do do? The insurance company told me, we want you to know that you're not at fault. This is what they said, doo-doo happens. It happens. The accuser of the enemy wants you to see only through the lens that you're at fault. What Jesus wants us to see is he has paid it all. All to him we owe. But here's the key. Paul said this, this battle for the souls is waged in our mind. Our flesh serves the law of sin. In other words, we're still tempted, but my, he said, my mind serves the spirit of life in Christ. And so he, he went on to, he wrote in chapter 6, he said, but you being obedient from the heart and have set your mind on the spirit, so you're no longer slaves to sin. What does that mean? It means it means no matter how holy you get, you're still going to be tempted. But it also means, John wrote, John wrote, John the Beloved, in his epistles, he said this, Beloved, if we sin, God is faithful and just to forgive us our sins if we confess our sins to us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Now, I just want to, I just want to, God wants us to know that if we trespass against the Lord or we disappoint us, how many have been there? Would you help me? How many have been? You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. We, we disappoint ourselves and the enemy comes. See what you've done. You know good rotten thing. If you hide it long enough, everyone will forget about it. Then you'll be okay. I'm telling you, we have an advocate with the Father that's faithful and just. Can someone say amen to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness? And so when we come to the Lord, we say, oh, Father, I'm sorry. My mind is set on you. It's set on pleasing you. And I slipped and I willfully made this choice. But Lord, my heart of hearts 
is serving you. Oh, God, help me. Will you forgive me? And you will experience the peace of God and the cleansing. I mean the cleansing. The cleansing. It's like cleaning out your refrigerator. And you don't know what's been in there for months. How, how many are with me now? Yes, you don't know what's in that vegetable drawer. You know what I'm talking about, Wade? In that cheese drawer. You know what I'm saying? And all of a sudden you clean that baby out and you look in there and you want to take a picture of that refrigerator and almost put it on Facebook but you would be embarrassed you know what I'm saying listen the blood of Jesus Christ when we there's a battle for our hearts and soul but the grace of God and the work of Jesus Christ crushes crushes the spirit of, of death in our life. And because we belong to Him, we can set our mind on Him. We come, and He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Someone say, praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So no wonder Paul said, if God is for us, who can be against us? There's two, re two things that he said. He said, it's because of the work of God for us in Christ. His work now becomes our provision. Verse 32, he wrote, He who did not spare his own son, just think about this, but delivered him over for us all, how will he not also with him freely give us all things? Who will bring a charge against God's elect? God is the one who justifies who is the one who condemns. Christ Jesus he, is he who died, yes, rather who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. And I just, listen, I, I want to say this. His work for us, his work for us in Jesus Christ, there's not only no more condemnation. Chapter 8 says there's resurrection life that we can experience. It says now the life the mind set on the Spirit is life and peace. We can have the life and the peace of God. We can have this hope that we have. Paul said, he said, you were saved in hope. But we also exult in hope that one day we will be glorified and we'll see Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen? But this hope is not only saving hope and looking forward hope, this hope right now serves as a steadfast anchor of our soul fastened to the very throne of God. Praise His name. So we have this steadfast hope. We have a sure help. He wrote in verse 26, he said, When we don't know how to pray, the Spirit Himself prays for us. For He alone knows the mind or the will of God. I want to, listen church, I want to encourage you to keep on praying. The word of God is so powerful. I heard this word last week. Pastor Bobby was preaching. I've preached this word. I believe in this word. I'm grateful for the Holy Spirit. But you know what the Lord told me? I'm praying, there's something I'm praying for right now. And maybe you're praying for things. It might be an unsaved family member or something that's going on that with a person that there, there's no movement there. How many of you know, you know what I'm talking about? 
you've prayed and prayed, and then it's easy to start to say, oh, God, why? Nothing's, they're not doing anything. Nothing's responding. And the Lord, this is what the Lord said to me. He said, you keep praying because you don't know how to pray other than you just, you pray, but your ways are not my ways. Your thought is not my thought. I have a mind that's greater than yours, but if you pray, I will promise that the Holy Spirit will pray on your behalf exactly the way that I want this situation to turn out. Can someone say praise God with me? Praise His name. His work is our provision. We know that all things work together for good who, those who love God and are called according to His purpose. There's power in the name of Jesus. Power in the name of Jesus. You may not know all the details of the insurance policy, but I'm going to tell you, we have an agent in heaven. It's Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you, dial him up. Dial him up. We were first in the ministry. You remember this. And it was our first church, and we started having these Wonderful children with mouths to feed, and they all they could afford to pay us is $75 a week. And how many know $75 a week, even in 1975, 77, was still not very much money. So I, 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 I had experience in, in building, and so I, I hired somebody, and I took on contracts to feed my family, and the winter months were coming on, and I took these contracts on so he could have work and I could provide for my family. And, and for what are, he, he decided to, to work, go somewhere else. And all of a sudden, I'm stuck with these contracts and couldn't get anyone else to work because everyone was busy, just like now. And I, I started to feel not only overwhelmed, I felt the pressures feeding my family and I was up against a mountain that it, didn't seem that I, had, I didn't have enough strength. I was all by myself. And I knew God and I believed God and I prayed. But one day I found myself up on top of a building. Listen to this. I was just a young man. I might have been 28 years old, something like that. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it was just me on this building and no one else is around I felt the enemy come against me like a, a riptide. And I could not stand against the riptide. And what came to me, these words were jump, 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 end it all, end it all. And it kept stronger and stronger and stronger. And friends, in that moment, all reasoning leaves you. It's called a spirit of death. Hot tears come down. Hot tears come down my face. And I wasn't thinking of anything. I was all alone against this enemy, so condemning. So it was terrible. And I, I literally grabbed onto a roof. It was a shingle that was na nailed down. And all of a sudden, I heard the Holy Spirit, 
who intercedes for us according to the will of God. Listen, God had called me. God has called you. I was a father. I was the minister, pastor of a church. He had a future for me. He had a plan for me. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And there was one word I heard. It was Jesus. 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 And all I could do was say, oh, Jesus. I couldn't even say, help me. Just Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, and I'm going to tell you, I felt the Holy Spirit in the strong name of Jesus throw a lifeline to me, and I felt that Spirit leave me, leave me, and the peace of God flooded in. You know, the word of, the word, this is what the Word of God, when the, when the enemy comes against us like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against him. Friends, you may not know what's in your insurance policy, but you can dial up your agent, and our agent is Jesus Christ. Can someone say amen? We call on the name of the Lord, praise God. We trust him. His love, his love, God is for us because of his work. He's our security he is our provision and He's our defender. But it's even, even more than that. His love is our security. Who, who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or trouble or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And in all these things, when you go through those moments of, you go through those things, they're greater than you are and the and condemnations and accusations will you experience weakness and vulnerability just as it is written for your sake we are killed all the day long we are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered but in all these things we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us for i'm con i am convinced would you say convinced i am convinced i'm convinced you're online, just would you put down convinced with an exclamation point. Amen. I'm convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, or any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God. This is Christ Jesus our Lord. I want the band to come if they would and begin playing. Praise God. His love is our security. He's done a lot for me. But as much as he's done for us, it's because of his great love for us. Yeah. His great love. Paul wrote Romans 3, oh, he said, I pray that, I pray that you would be rooted and grounded in the love of God in Christ Jesus, that you'd be strengthened by the inner man, in the inner man by the might of the Spirit, that you may know the height, the depth, the length, the breadth of the love of God in Christ Jesus, that we may know. Last, uh, last week, we had some, there's guests in church. We have every Sunday morning, there's guests. We just welcome all of you, and we're, we just want you to receive from the Lord and, and enjoy. Relax while you're at grace. But there's a little year, year and a half old little boy, and the mom had said to me, 
She said, do you think you'll be okay in the nursery? We've never been here before. And uh, I said, yeah, we have really good nursery attendance. And, and there was a young lady, Rachel, who's a, a graduating senior in high school. And I, so bef between services, I often like to just uh, walk around, nose around, but no, just walk around. I like, I, I just, you know what I'm saying? Who's here? You know, how's, oh, look at all the kiddos. I, I like to stick my head in the nursery. And um, I was looking, and the dad came out because he wanted to check on him. And here's this little kid, listen, a year and a half old, and he, he's, in a, he's in a strange place. He's on the lap of Rachel, sprawled out. with a blanket over him just right here. All I could see was his head. And I thought, oh, man, he's asleep. He was not asleep. His eyes were open, but he was totally content. In her arms and in that blanket, the love of God is our security. He loves us no matter what. He loves us when we're saved. He loves us for living. He loves us for dying. That's what he's done for us in Christ Jesus. I'm going to end with this this morning. So, I don't know, it was Monday or Tuesday. Um, Monday or Tuesday, I was, uh, I was here. Everyone, everyone had gone, and it was just... I was... Here I go again. I just, I just want to get home to my wife. How many guys, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, it was just a long day. And the phone rings. And there's someone, a chaplain from Gilcrest. They said, I said, hey, uh, hello, this is Grace Assembly of God. Um, she said, I said, this is Pastor Paul Dross. Can I help you? She said, yes. She said, there's a man in hospice care at home and he's actively dying and the family has called for an assembly of God pastor, someone that knows how to pray believes God's word so I, I said okay alright so I called the daughter, I got over there, went up the condo, three flights um, and I walked in she said I want you to know she's my dad was a longtime faithful member at Trinity Assembly of God. And uh, then they moved out here to the county. She said he's not responsive. And he was hooked up, you know. And, and so we talked. I said, I want to pray for him, and I'm going to anoint him with oil. I want to pray for him. Does he have favorite scripture? She handed me this huge Bible. I unzipped it. Every other Bible verse was highlighted. Listen, you cannot go wrong by diving into the Word of God. The love of God, the grace of God, the work of God is good for... I'm here to tell you, it's here, it's good to be born again, and it's good for living, but it's good for dying. She said, he took communion with my mom every day. She had been sick for two years. Mom passed away. Every, every, they took communion together. So I opened the communion passage, 1 Corinthians 11, and I said, I'm going to read that. I anointed him with oil, and I noticed Psalm 23, and I said, I'll read Psalm 23, and I anointed him with oil. Friends, just listen to this. This guy that is totally unresponsive, 
when I began to read the scripture and pray over him the blessings of God, that man's body stirred to life. You hear what I'm saying? Not in despair, but like his spirit was like, I want to be released from here. Yes. She said, Pastor Paul, that's the spirit of God. He's responding to that right now. And I, what a privilege. I, I'm listening, this grace of God, this work of God has cut you and me covered. Coming, going, birth, life, and death. You can trust the Word of God, praise. Everyone puts their trust in something. I just want to ask you, what are you trusting in right now and where is it going to lead you? What you're trusting in right now, when you go to draw life's final breath, where is it going to lead you to? I am looking forward, how about you, to those in Christ to a wide abundance entrance in the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise His name. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm going to have you stand with me. I want to pray with you. Prayer teams, would you come? Would you come today? We're going to open these altars so that you can come and receive prayer. There will be a prayer team over here, two prayer teams over here. The one closest to me uh, can, can, is conversant in Spanish. And, um, but I'm going to have you, would you bow your heads with me this morning? How many of you would say, Pastor Paul, I need a touch from the Lord? And I was strengthened by God's Word. But just lift your hand this morning. Yes, I need a touch from the Lord. I want to encourage you that you can come and someone will pray with you. You can hear them pray over you the Word of God this morning. If you, today, if you say, I want to place my trust in Jesus Christ, this is the day. This is the day. I'm going to take that step. You come. They'll pray for you. If you've been carrying a burden, there's something, and the enemy has condemned you, you come right now, you confess that thing, and, this, and he will forgive you right now like that, and he will freak you and cleanse you and give you the gift of righteousness. Praise God. Amen. Praise the Lord. So we're going to sing a line or two of this, and then uh, we're, we will dismiss you, but the prayer teams are going to be here. And you're welcome to hang out, but would you rejoice with me of what in the goodness of God this morning? Praise His name. You can't outrun the grace of God. You can't get away from this grace in which we stand. The Lord bless you today. You're welcome to hang out. The band is going to continue to play. God bless you. We love you. Hope to see you Wednesday night and next time on Sunday. God bless. Amen. <laughs>